All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I hate to break the fishing news after Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Episode 288 of the Real Life Podcast is what you're currently putting into your ear holes. I'm Tyler Yaremchuk, Jay, Wanye, Bagged Milk, Chalmers, everyone's here. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by the HGA Group, the next generation of business services. Whatever you need, they can help you take your business to the next level. It's an important group over there at the HGA Group. Um, This podcast is also going to be the official Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul recap podcast. No? Yes. Did anyone actually pay for it or did everyone just stream it illegally? No, streamed it. I did not pay for it. I didn't pay for it. I didn't either. even watch it. I didn't watch it. I had it on for a bit, and I was like, "This is stupid. It isn't even a fight." Yeah, that was the same thing. I had it on for a little bit, and then it was just Floyd Mayweather doing Floyd Mayweather things, and against a guy who is not a boxer. You know, what interests me actually is Floyd's what, like five seven? He's yeah, he's tiny. a small dude, and Jake Paul's like six one and a half, six two. They, their reach is almost the exact same. Really? Yeah. So that must be Floyd's superpower. Fl- Floyd trained his arms longer. Yeah. Have to be. He's a good. Yeah, he's a good boxer with long arms. Hmm. That makes sense. It's like it's like those basketball players that'll have like Kawhi, right? Like absurdly large hands, even though they're yeah. tall people. Like their hands are like way bigger than any human's hands are supposed to be. Um, or, that is interesting, though. Or Logan? Is it was it Logan Paul or Jake Paul? I don't Logan know. Paul. It was, or Logan, Logan Paul, or Logan Paul has T Rex arms. One of the that's two. what I was gonna say. It's the only other thing is that he's just got tiny little baby arms. Yeah. Uh, so they go the distance, which may have been surprising. Um, but the one highlight that stands out to me again, I did not watch the fight, but I saw the the clips of it after is when Floyd punches him, like gets him clean, and then like holds him up, and it's become the meme that's come Hold out of the that. fight. But he's that's like literally not letting meme. him fall. That's that hug meme. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So what happened there was like, I think it was like round five or something. And Floyd hits him with a right and then hits him with a left. And it looks like Logan's out on his feet. And he basically like holds him up just long enough for him to go back, like for the round to end and get him to his corner. And when you guys are talking about like Floyd's superpower, Floyd is a boxer. The reason, the thing that made him great was the fact that he was the, like the best offensive fighter in the history of boxing. 
You couldn't hit him. Average match. He, you could not hit him. He took less punches than any other boxer in like the history of boxing. And that was his whole thing, right? He's, he would spend like, you know, and he was still doing it. He did, he did it with Conor McGregor. He did it with Logan Paul. Is that he spends like the first three rounds basically like just seeing how a guy moves and then being on the defense. And then when the guy's kind of tired from throwing him, from throwing more punches than Floyd and not hitting because nobody can hit him. That's when he goes on the offensive, and that's what. How did he not him hit him? Like, what happens? Does he turn into a ghost and then realizes? Basically, he does. His yeah, foot, he just basically his, turns into a ghost. His footwork is just next level. Like you, he just dances, and he he has like his his head moves so fast. Yeah, yeah his always dodges. I so. saw the stats, and I'm going to try to pull them up here while we're talking about it, but it was something crazy. Like Logan Paul basically connected on. 12% of total punches thrown or something there was like that. that. There was, was that like, one barrage where he threw like 30 punches to end a round and not one of them landed. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just swinging from the shoelaces too. There was, yeah. there was, oh, yeah. there was no skill or not. not no, it, 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 like, it looked no, very unskilled. I mean. The only thing I like about this fight is that it's power to the internet, right? If you are so big doing God knows what, like the Paul brothers, you too can fight a old ploy Mayweather in retirement and make tens of millions of dollars. No one can stop you. Well, that's the interesting part was the money on it was uh, Floyd had himself a payday. Yeah. Well, the only way he would have done it. You got 10 million for the fight and 50% of the pay-per-view Logan Paul got 250 K and then 10% of the pay-per-view. So both of those dudes made some bank last night. Who got the 40% of the pay-per-view pay-per-view? I would guess. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Showtime. The That's other, amazing. like, there's a couple other interesting angles to this. And it's like, you know, you gotta, as much as I just dislike Logan Paul and pretty much everything about him. But I don't get what they you know, do. Like, I don't get it. I don't. Exactly. They, they, they make videos, man. They, 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 they but like, become how can you be a YouTuber, but also fit enough to fight Floyd Mayweather? Like, how the hell does that well, work? Because now they're wrestling like, in college. They're wrestlers. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but there was never that avenue, right? And like, you know, there was, you know, guys have sat around for years. How much would you pay? How much would you, you know, how much would you need to take a punch from like Mike Tyson? How much would you yeah. pay to see, you know, to see if, and this guy did it, you know? And it's like, oh yeah, it's impressive, right? Like, so it, that, that part of it's impressive. His brother, on the other hand, you know, he's just, he's a bit of a loser. And Is like, he the more famous out, or less famous? Was the guy fighting the well, good one Logan, or the dumber one? Logan, Logan Paul kind of started their family in this direction. Logan Paul, I think was the first one. And Jake kind of has been right. So Logan Paul, I think, ultimately in their family is the more popular one. You know, the Kim Kardashian, bigger, but, if you will. Yeah, but Jake's <laughs> done his own thing. You know, he he he's fought he's fought like two. He's fought an MMA guy now. Um, he's fighting Tyrone Woodley, or if he hasn't already, I don't even know when that fight is. Um, but now, like, I think he made. I think these, legit he made a song with Soldier Boy too. If I'm remembering correctly, oh, probably. They put out a legit Maybe. single with him and paid him like a hundred grand to be in the song. The other thing that's interesting though, is all the people that have realized that like, this is a way like boxing. It's just, it's, it's weird to watch the progression of boxing go from like these sanctioned events where you have to like work your way yeah. up, get a fight to now any two people on any stream can put, put on a boxing match and, and like get paid a lot of money for it. And you see, like I, I fully think that this one was kind of uh, the the beef, like Connor, Connor or Floyd Mayweather and, and Logan Paul was, you know, kind of a made up thing. You know, they, they really <laughs> sold it well, but but no, but like now uh, there's guys like Jake Paul fighting other TikTokers, like yeah. a guy named Austin McBrew yes. or something like that. He's gonna yes. fight. And a guy, he fought like, and, and Bryce Hall's going to fight this Austin McBroom. And these guys are just YouTube stars. And now they're getting in the ring and people are paying a ton of money to watch them fight. Like boxing just fucked up. And not the real money, the real money, if it goes this way, Chalmers is going to be down the road where it's like, who do you want to see get beat up by Mike Tyson? And you're like, oh, like imagine we could see fucking Shifley after you just knocked out that hab, get beat up by Mike Tyson. There's like an $80 million GoFundMe. This guy has to fight Mike Tyson to get paid. All That's I can think about is the people. All the all I can think about is the people at celebrity boxing, like the OGs. They must be pissed. They, they, they. No, but you. But that's the thing. They were always like third-rate celebrities. Right now, yeah. in not in our not in our lives, but like Logan Paul is 
very and, and these TikTokers are very fucking popular to people younger than us. Oh, yeah. Well, it is. They, it's, it's it's amazing how famous some of these people can be, even if you have no idea who they are. They're making boxing relevant again. Exactly. It's almost better for the game. Yeah. You 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 see like you see entities that are like sports entities that have taken a faction of their business and completely like molded it around TikTokers, like, mm-hmm. and it and it does crazy numbers for them, like podcasts with TikTokers getting into the beef of like between tiktokers it's it's fucking wild to see. the tiktok world is very interesting oilers nation is now up to how many followers we got on the old take 14.1 thousand so we're coming yeah. for you paul brothers what you know about no. that chalmers we've got, got a uh, <laughs> oilers nation's got a pay-per-view boxing boxing match against illegal curve yeah, Waz is gonna <laughs> Waz is gonna find somebody from illegal curve. Yeah, or <laughs> hard. When, when, when Oilers Nation talk TikTok gets big enough, we'll say a hundred thousand. I will get on there and I will do a six month train to get as tough as I can, and then I'll fight somebody else in this city. Let's fucking Chalmers. Yes! Make- <laughs> Chalmers, we will be yes, Waz. Clip that because we will be at a hundred thousand yes. before the end of summer. So let's go, twenty twenty two. Okay, maybe who would you fight? Oh no, no, no you said Oh god, I have no idea. Fight? I'm shooting from the hip here. Stop Who's her. your Edmonton no. beef with though? Has yeah. to be someone good. Like yeah, yeah. Who you who you who you? I don't with? have. I don't want to have any beef. That's the that's, that's Denny Andrews, you gotta, Mike Sobel. You think you, you yeah, think Mike Sobel. No way. That guy is too good a shape. I would never. I would never. Um. But that's the thing is like there's the they, there was no beefs before this you know what I mean like Homer's is coming for you Gord Stanky oh yeah. no way I what see how Gord about? looks at Aaron yeah what are you talking about <laughs> well, murder time manufacturing beef you hate Gord that's Stanky? good it's good I on the other hand love him had a delicious who donor. would your beef be who are you gonna go Ray Upton who else would you go who would you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah beat up Bagboat I don't know. I, I think, you know what? I'll just take one inside. I'll just do it internally, and I'm going to fight Gregor. That's oh, cool. wow. Yeah. He's pretty fit. I know. How about? That's how what about, I'll, have to get, I'll have to beef up because Gregor is fit. He works out. I know it. So I will get up. into a Greco-Roman wrestling match with Robin Brownlee. <laughs> <laughs> one punch David Staples, and he doesn't even know he's fighting? He's your just M-Chuck, walking who, down the street? Your M-Chuck, who are you beefing with? Wanye, I think we use this to settle the beef on this podcast. Oh, you remember how I paid you that money? It just took me 48 hours. <laughs> what a good use of money it was, huh? You can't fight me. You're empty. I'll bite you. Yeah, you fight dirty. I'm going to be very honest. I don't think I have it in me to have the kind of beef that these guys have and go out and sell it and like actually, you know. I it's no beef. They, it's all manufactured, know, man. You heard. You heard yes, the, I understand that. But, but, but it, do, it doesn't change the fact that when that's all said and done and two guys step in the ring and that bell, that bell goes, somebody has the opportunity to get pretty fucking embarrassed. And like True. you, you hear about you, we've talked to fighters on this, on this podcast, hockey fighters, you know, MMA guys, they all say the same shit. It's like the one thing that motivates them is not getting embarrassed. And it like scares them before fights. Like I've heard guys like just Jorge Mosvidal in the UFC say like, and George St. Pierre said his biggest thing ever was that when he went to the ring, he knew he had done the preparation. And the only thing that he had in the back of his mind was, I don't want to get embarrassed. and I don't want to embarrass my family. You know what I mean? And that's, that's a lot to deal See, with. That'd be me. Could you imagine me talking trash to Gregor and he just one punches me in the center of the, of the ring? I'd never, <laughs> I'd never be able to live it down. That's tough to come back from. Yep. Your M truck, you fight Steve Dangle and I'll beat up Eklund. I might be able. No, nah, I probably couldn't dig Dangle. Yeah, he's Eklund's all, all old, wearing a fedora and shit. He's got I that Leafs you, rage. I got some. Him. I got no, some no. Edmonton media beefs. I would step into the ring with, but we don't need to get Ooh. to that. Oh, uh, come on, name names. I'm, I'm, just, on, name name. Name. I'm just fucking with you. Is it? Is it Lieutenant Eric? No, I don't uh-huh. Lieutenant Eric. I have no beefs. I've never had a beef in my life. Could we get Reed Wilkins to fight low tide? <laughs> I I don't uh, think that's a fight anybody wants to see go down. What about Louis DeBrusque against Bob Stoffer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pay I pay to see that one. I'd watch yeah. that. 
Well, let's start with fight, Maybe we'll who would force win him into between it. Louis and Struds? Current day, uh, uh, probably. Ooh. I I love Struddy, but probably Louis. Louis still probably so chucks tankish. heavy, heavy bombs. <laughs> Struds, but he never get Struds close. is still like in his gazelle shape. Like he, I could see him having some a really strong like the reach. Well, the reach and like. He, his footwork's probably pretty high. Where, but if Lee, if if Louis tags him with one, it's good night. Oh, that good thing's night, coming Jim in Knight. heavy. Mm-hmm. I like this. But those, Wasn't those there a two fighting never league? Do it because Hold on. Wasn't fight. there a fighting league at some point? I'm just remembering. And like all it was, was. Yeah, in Quebec. The Quebec one. And then like right. a guy broke his skate and then no pay-per-view was seen or something. Oh no, there there oh there was there was that one like gladiators on ice or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And it was they had to do it in Prince George, British Columbia, because that's the only place yes. where they, get, they had to get sanctioned. Yes. Uh, and it was a pay-per-view. Yeah, and it was a bunch of We watched it. Yeah, it was so it wasn't like, that bad. Uh, it wasn't uh, it was kind of it was low budget. Yeah, it was okay. I, I thought you meant the. Uh, broke. I thought you meant the league nard in in Quebec. No, that that, where those guys, those guys chuck them. Yeah, that, that that league still goes on. I was listening to to John Scott's uh, that John Scott episode with Ken Reed. Ken Reed is fucking hilarious. We got to get him on the show here, I'm Chuck. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's got some books and shit too. Yeah, to yeah. fight him. You have to fight um, him though. But John Scott saying after he retired, that league reached out to his agent to to come and play. Was he like, like, bitch, I'm an all-star, no dice? I'm not joining your fighting league. My friend, my buddy, he was a, he was a scrapper in, uh, in junior B or uh, junior, I should sorry, in the AJ or in the SJ. And he got invited to go play in that Quebec league. He's just like, listen, I'm not going to go anywhere with this. I don't want to rattle my brain around just for no reason. I think Brashear went there in the lockout year. Yeah, Brashear. There was a big piece in the Athletic about all the shit Brashear kind of one everything he went through, and two kind of like the weird little areas he he went around in to to continue his hockey career. And I think that was yeah. one of them. I think you're right. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna. Tyler, we want to know who you want to fight. We're yeah. not transitioning until you tell us some beef names. I told you, my only beef is the beef on this podcast with Wanya. <laughs> well, you can fight me if you want. I'm not scared of you. <laughs> I'm actually frightened of most people, so I, I, I'm perfect. Now even more so. Don't I'm worry, scared I'll, I'll to eat sushi. I'm definitely not going to step into the <laughs> ring with someone. <laughs> scared yeah, to eat sushi. Like, I spend I most of my life night. avoiding being punched in the face. Yeah. So I'm with you, Tyler. That's why I'm going to wrestle Brownlee. I'll probably get like Smart. submitted yeah, yeah. very quickly. Can he have Jiu-Jitsu a lit with cigar Brownlee. while he fights you? What's that? I feel like that would be to his advantage if he could smoke while he fought you. Oh, he's well. That's that's like 1980s Brownlee or 90s. No, no, he's Brownlee. running cigars still, isn't he? I don't know. I, I, I would have a stogie wrestling match with Robin Brownlee. Yeah. I'll also what reciprocate. The fuck is that? You both what? wrestle with a lit cigar, and if it doesn't go out, you get a bonus point. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. Do you even know fighting at all? You're yeah. No, I I clearly don't. Um, there is cigar wrestled. Hmm. Isn't there someone <laughs> in the UFC who's from Bonnyville right now? Like what? a super local product, dozer or whatever, right? Yeah, that yeah. Guy, did he just fight? Yeah, bulldozer, dozer. Yeah, for reals. How's he do? Is he good? I, um, I, think, UFC. I think he's pretty good. Um, Bonneville, like he gets a lot of fights. I think um, Tanner Bozer. Yeah, reason, for some reason, uh, an old, old, old UFC kind of like highlight pack came across my YouTube. You would like kind of thing. And I forgot that back in the day, way back in the day, it was just like a free for all of guys just swinging at each other. And they were not like the tanks you see in there now, you know? I want to share the no, background they're... story of this Tanner Bozer guy. So this is just his Wikipedia. Bozer was born and raised in Bonneville, Alberta by a gym owning mother and oil field worker father. So that mm-hmm. already seems like the recipe to get your kid into MMA right there. Uh, Tanner was homeschooled until high school Uh-oh. and has a, has a brother who's also a pro- professional fighter. And he trained karate for almost a decade growing up, reaching a black belt in karate. Yay. And then Yikes. he was driving trucks to local oil fields and then flipped into MMA. And there you yeah, go. Just his, just his bio has me scared. I'm scared of him. Yeah. Let's yeah. just fight each other. Your end check. Let's not fight that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He started well, his not in the career media, with anyways. six straight wins. Do you, I don't like think him at all. All, do you think all of us on this podcast could take on the bulldozer? Are we allowed well, props or is it just bare hands? 
Oh no, bare hands. Live oh, to we're fight done. another we're not day, just them. like the oh, greasers man. and the socias. <laughs> Those no, guys, like, the only way we did. I used to oh, tell you guys about a story about when I worked at a place called Noble Homes, and I worked there with like two of my really good friends, and Jeremy Oblonsky was working there with us, and we would oh, yeah. sit with him at lunchtime and just hang out. And every so often, we would just be like, "Let's go, let's go," and then he'd stand up, and we'd all just like rush him. And he, the three of us, couldn't even get close to him, man. And, and that's like <laughs> sometimes we'd go, sometimes we'd go two at once, and he just would like swat us away. And we just would like we we only could handle that smoke for like a good twenty seconds. And then we just give somebody up. drives by looking at their noble home work site. All their trades are fighting each other. Uh, we were yeah no 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 it was uh, noble homes was a mobile it was like a plant that built uh, modulars so it was we would do it in the truss yard back back out back behind all the trusses behind the trusses. <laughs> hey Jeremy, yeah, put man, down your do turkey sandwich, you piece of shit, and fight for yeah, so get a beating. It was like legit scary. Like we would just be like, "Hey, no punches," and he would just like, he'd basically just take his big mitt, put it on your shoulder, and you'd fly like ten feet to the right or left, whichever one he decided. I remember meeting so that guy. Strong. Oh my god, I met him once at Cowboys, and our buddy introduced us to him, and he shook my hand. And no exaggeration, my hand hurts the next hour as I went around. I felt like he fused all the bones in my yeah. hand into a super bone. Just thick, strong paws on that guy. And where did he play again? The dub. Yeah, he played for Cooney slash Edmonton. Yeah. And then he played in the ECHL. He played in Russia Idaho, for a time, but he played. And he played he one played game for St. Louis. And one. And I think he might have played a game with Ottawa. I feel like he got. he was in Ottawa's system. Beast mode. Yeah, he's I known think- for he he punched out like a Russian gangster in Russia. What? I don't doubt it. Outside of a bar. <laughs> Him and his I think he was there with his cousin uh Marasti, who's also a hockeyfights.com legend, John Marasti. Uh I, I think he was there too, and they got into like a street fight with like Russian gangsters. They were at a bar, they were at a bar and they went outside because one of the people they were with smoked theaters, and they were outside. And a Russian wedding was happening at an, a venue next door. And basically, Uh-oh. the whole wedding party—the whole wedding party was outside. There was like six of them. And if you watch the video <laughs> on YouTube, they say something to Marasti. There's a video of this guy, on YouTube. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! It was like and one guy, world news. One guy swings at Marasti, and you can just hear the cameraman, and he's like saying, "No, no, no! It's Marasti and Yablonski," and they're like saying, "No, like that's those two. Don't fuck around." And they take on the whole bridal wedding party, and they just kick oh, the shit. shit out of these guys. Oh, I found God. the uh, I found I found the video on YouTube, so that'll be going in the old article when that goes up on the. Oh, has almost a hundred thousand views. Listen to the background; it's hilarious, guys. You would think saying, we like, planned this conversation. Incidentally, this is entirely by accident. Go on, Charlie. No, that's, I mean that's the story. Watch the video. It's good. No, it's interesting. Yeah. Keep talking. So I think well, Chalmers I is saying that we wouldn't beat the bulldozer then. Uh, no, we wouldn't even have a chance. No. <laughs> no, long story short. This is what got us to Russia. Like, best case scenario is we send all four guys to the front side. And while he's dealing with that, one guy jumps on his back, gets him in a naked chokehold and rides that Bronco until he goes down. If they can. Oh, That's and that'll the- be a buck and Bronco for sure. <laughs> oh, if you're yeah. for that Russian mobster wedding, it's like, look guys, I don't know what you think, you know, in the Russian mob and what you've seen. This is going to go very, very poorly. If you continue down this path. Like in Panarin was there. Really? And Panarin played on the team. Yeah. Panarin was oh, with yeah. him. What the <laughs> fuck? There was that super team where they all that they only brought in tough guys and and I guess Panarin Panarin would have been really young. <laughs> he was and, expected to score all the fuck. goals. That guy got you, popped. I don't even know who anyone <laughs> is in this video. Well, <laughs> well uh, one of them's John Morasti and one of them's Jeremy Oblonsky. I was watching it for like a minute and I'm like, okay, this is pretty anticlimactic. Just some guys outside of a fucking building. Night. There's a lot of Russian yelling and all that shit some guy smoking a cigarette and then bang, someone just gets fucking popped. Holy. I would be very, very intimidated if someone was yelling at me in Russian. Yeah. Really any foreign language. Yeah. I don't like it. Really any language. Even English would be enough for me to leave. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, This is a weird spot to transition out of um, because none of this was on the prep sheet. I did not think we were getting into any of this nonsense. There is no prep sheet. No, there's not. 
Uh, but it is a good time to give some love to our friends at Neo Financial. A better way to spend, save, and get rewarded. Check them out, neofinancial.com. No minimum balance, no monthly or annual fees, and all the perks of an everyday bank account. Shout out to Neo Financial. We're going to have more on them coming up on Thursday's episode as well. There's a little tease for you. Um, speaking of this podcast and staying on the rails, I had a dream about this podcast the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very, I don't have like very long, intricate dreams. Like some people mm-hmm. remember like every little detail, like it went on for an hour. Right. And that's just not me. I don't have that sort of brain capacity, I guess. But I had a dream that I was sitting right here, um, recording the podcast in my office. And we somehow got onto the topic of the NHL draft and we were discussing like very intricately, like the different sort of prospects and like what each of them are good at. And then I said, all right, we're going to move on from this. And Wanya got super fucking pissed off at me because he wasn't done talking about the prospects. And that was the dream. That was it. Love the prospects. And now you want to fight Wanya. Yeah. I'm John Morasti, not you. Anyways, I felt the need to share that because I thought it was interesting. Uh, Listen, the other thing, if you're having on. sex dreams about me, you keep that shit to yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's too bizarre. Right. I I want an update because we didn't get to this for a while <laughs> because, <laughs> because the Oilers were in the playoffs and a bunch of exciting shit was going on. But the River Valley Project, what's going on here? What's sort of the latest with everything going on? Umfraville, um, I can't say that. Umfraville block. Yeah, Umfraville block. Jade, you want me to give a little update? Go for it. I'll add in any, fill in any holes if there is any. I doubt there will be. Well, Louise Umperville of the Umperville block name was considered the first lady of Edmonton and of Northern Alberta in like 1840. Just FYI there, your M check. So when I get all my facts straight, I'll tell you one day how it all works out. But we've got it all written up. So that's why it's called the Umperville block. It's going good. I think it'll probably be open mid-July, two blocks north of Little Brick down in Riverdale. Now, this As is not replacing Little Brick, right? They will both exist. Oh, they will both exist. Yeah. It's a neighborhood now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a bakery in it called Bread and Butter, and then there's a little pub in it we're doing called Dog Patch, which is going to yes. be super sweet. And then our offices are on the second floor, and then the third floor is two Airbnb suites, which will be okay. fly. So when Dang, you say I'll- our offices, is that like is Oilers Nation moving there? Yeah, oh. man. So when I come Dude. to work in the office, I go here now. New studio, too. Yeah, new studio. And what's gone into the new studio? I know nothing. Well, well at the moment, it's, it's just walls. Yeah, what are you, right now, it's the a studio inspector. Studio. Yeah, exactly. He's honest. Yeah. I don't know. It's going story. to have, uh, you know, nicer table, nicer walls, and a nicer floor, and everything else. So it's not so going to go on the basement. For your computer. It's yeah, it's got an on-air sign. So when we're on the air, we hit a switch, and literally a light bulb outside that the words on-air painted on will yep. illuminate. RIP sign that got taped to the door that no one paid attention Mm -hmm. to. Exactly. And I assume no one will pay attention to the light. I can't imagine the light bulb is going to provide much of a shield. No, that thing is just going to be a revolving door of people coming in. I just imagine it always staying on because someone always forgets to turn it off. And then people will just be like, yeah, it's just on. It's always on. Lots of windows, lots of natural light. Chuck, so you can can feel happy. A lot of people downstairs desk. Yeah. A lot of vitamin D. Bakery downstairs is going to be problematic. I'm not going to lie about it. Yep. I am a guy who likes fresh baking. So our baker, she, uh, like, bread's going to be a big focus of bread and butter. Shocker. Um, oh, weird. And yeah. uh, I finally, our baker's been with us at Little Bricks since November, just kind of helping us out here with our baking needs here. And uh, she's she's now, because the bakery also fuels the menu to dog patch. So there's going to be like a lot of sandwiches, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff featuring the products of, of the bakery. So she's been like the last like month now been bringing in her breads. Oh, if you're like, if you're a bread person, like, oh, it is going to be good. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be bread sandwich. It's, it's dangerous. And then also you, you've got a pub right below your feet. So that is also dangerous. Yeah. That's going to be slightly more dangerous than the there's bread gonna for be, me. Yeah, it's like, hey, would you like a vodka soda at 8.15 in the morning? Yes. Yeah, that's just so good pandemic what? living though we've There'll been be training for this colorful moment. podcasts i'm sure but the exciting thing about the third floor that i i, I love that one of the claims to fame that we can uh, make is with the bed and breakfast suites on the third floor we can make the claim that these are the first hotel rooms in the river valley in over 100 years it's true oh wow yeah one of the airbnbs your m truck is number 99 and one is number 97 guess whose idea that was i'm gonna assume yours 
my idea. You, me, Wanye, the, from your dreams. <laughs> and then are you going to make them like Fantasyland Hotel-esque where every, like you sleep on Connor McDavid pillows? <laughs> Even better. It's part of the interactive Wanye experience. I live in one of the Airbnbs while people that's, stay there. That's yeah. right. And I'm like, hello, hello good morning. Hi, my TV's broken. It's only showing old Connor McDavid highlights. No, that's not broken at all. You're in Sweet 97, idiot. So I'm now that we're in, in the shower wearing a bathing suit while they're trying to shower. I'm like, I'm wearing a bathing suit. So now that we're in the hotel game, I would like to uh, put out an open call to a celebrity boxing match against the Marriott. Wow. Staff cool. on staff. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be like 200 against one. But uh, let's do it. If we're if we're if we're, if we're, in, if we're in the game, we got to start beefing. This building isn't even done yet. Two hundred hotel maids. Yeah. This building isn't even done yet. Your M check. The, no. There's no one staying there. No one's even booked a room. I've already gotten in trouble from our business partner for theoretically hanging out in the Airbnb when I haven't rented. She's like, oh, and by the way, I do not want to hear about you being in the bar downstairs and deciding you get to go upstairs and hang out in the Airbnb. And I was like, that's a really good idea. I should go upstairs and hang out in the Airbnb. <laughs> well, that was, doesn't yeah, even exist. Just, After party. Just easy math. Yeah. Like, oh, the bar shuts at 11. Really? I know an Airbnb that's 12 feet away that won't shut ever. To the bar. Wow. <laughs> that's my thinking. Yeah, she should not have given you that idea. I should have built, been able to build the building in the first place. Somebody at some point should have said, this isn't a good idea. You guys aren't, can't be trusted. <laughs> and yet here we are. Fair enough. It's going to be cool, man. So mid-July, hopefully, depending on how the world goes. I'm excited. I'm excited to can. check it out. If there's a new studio, I want to get my hands in there a little, you know? Well, yeah. Well, if We may even ask for your input, your M truck. Really? Well, that makes me feel like a valued member of the team. If you'd well, stop you. dreaming about me, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, it is It is. It is getting weird. But yeah, if, if you can get over that. Jeez. Right. Uh, okay. Um, it's almost Father's Day. Uh, now that we have a handful of dads on this podcast, two to be exact. Um, if, you, if you're looking for something for your own father, head to twigandberries.ca where they have a new mug and a keychain and a card that simply say in simple font, father of the goddamn year. Find it at mm. twigandberries.ca. That's the kind of shit my dad would like. I know that. Um, when you click the sort of, uh, when you click that part of their website, it goes on to give you a bunch of other Father's Day ideas. Um, they got some Titleist, Wiggum Berry's golf balls in there. Some nut rub. Who doesn't? Which dad doesn't want their son to give them nut rub for Father's Day? Wanye Jr. Give me mine, nut rub. But... We're going to have to go have a chat with a psychologist. I'll tell you that. <laughs> your M check. What do you think? Too young. Do if you get if you gave your dad nut rub, just be like, Dad, I want to make sure that your figs are well taken care of. If I went the other way and tried to give nut rub to Wanye Senior, him and Wanye Junior probably get together and have me committed. <laughs> My dad would not be at all surprised if I bought him a pube trimmer, to be honest. Cool. Wouldn't fly. <laughs> he Wouldn't just went. Maybe uh, I'll, yeah, buy one dad... for, I'll buy one for Papa Bag Milk. I'll be like, you hey, should man. get one for your dad, your Amtrak. Given the strained Maybe. relations you have. Nope. This might break the ice. <laughs> I would say it would not. Talking uh, about each like, other's oh, is this junk. A beard trimmer, Tyler? Is this for me to shave my face? And you're like, no, dad. Think lower. He doesn't, he doesn't call him dad, remember? The card would yeah. read. To Sir, occupant. from Tyler. Yeah. Two tenants from son. <laughs> Two tenants. Uh, he actually, he keeps bugging me. He wants one of those mixed century shirts. So I have to get my hands on one of those before, before Father's Day. I don't know if that's possible, but I'm going to try to get it done. Um, all right. So I got the River Valley stuff. We're done there. No other updates. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. asking. Well, Very nice of you. That was unbidden by us. That was on your own. Yeah. Tyler, just think about how, how great it'll be, right? Maybe you'd treat yourself on a Friday for Oilers Nation Radio and you wander down a little brick, get yourself a salted caramel latte, then wander over to Dog Patch, have a beer. By the time you get to Dog Patch, your coffee's already gone, so you're ready for another drink. This The math works. It, it all works. I can already I'm, imagine we- a lot of scenarios where I'm like calling my girlfriend on Friday after work, being like, I got too drunk recording Oilers Nation Radio. You have to come pick me up. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. Are we going to go to the schedule that I had proposed? I think it's a good idea, our- Chalmers. I think it's a good idea. What's your what's your schedule? Oh, I haven't even heard this. What do yeah. you got for us, Chalmers? I think that we should do this twice a week, just like we do, where they come out on either the same day, but we do it at like 10 o'clock at night at the studio. So it's funner and we're more amped. 
Yeah, because listen, we're going to be we're like, and then it comes out the next day. Plus, we have better content. So, like, if we were to do it on like Thursdays, it could be at like it comes eight, out on so it could be at like earlier. Yeah, it doesn't have to be late. Yeah, yeah. But I think the days too could change. Where like, if we did it on if we did it on Sunday night at like nine o'clock, eight o'clock, everything from the weekend is done, and people wake up on Monday morning to a podcast about all the things that happened in our world over the weekend. Then we do it on, on like a Thursday night, which comes out Friday and that can recap the whole week. And you get like Monday or Thursday night football in there and hockey. Let me, you know, let me Chalmers mid pitch. Let me, let me throw a mid pitch pitch into Chalmers' pitch. Chalmers explained it to me as right now we're meeting in the middle of the day. We're all thinking about work. You want me at my best? You get me after three Ryan Coates at eight <laughs> o'clock at night. I'll be 10 times more funny. I'm like, okay, okay. That feels like a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I get what you're saying, Charles. I do. I like, get I'm it. always like, like real life. Sometimes I can just be a zombie because I'm caught in some kind of fire that I've been trying to put out prior to that's still not out. And all I'm thinking about is that problem. Uh, and that can affect kind of my state of mind while I'm on the show. So something that's outside of business hours, I could agree, could produce some more hilarious stuff. But that's it's that's asking a, it's asking a lot. But it is time, asking like, a lot. When, when we when we do this at one o'clock on a Monday, yeah. I wake up on Monday morning, usually to a shit storm, and I usually have to get the week ready and get everybody getting what what they need to be doing and all the organization that takes place. And so Monday at one o'clock rolls around and usually I'm just in time. I'm should be doing something else, but I'm having to like now do this. Right. So I'm just saying like at nighttime and you've had a couple hours to decompress from your day job and your work and you can sit around and it's like shoot the shit with the boys for an hour at, at, at night. I mean, everybody, I don't know, just maybe it's just me. Maybe there is. Some no, I'm with you fully. Chalmers. Nighttime Wanye, like, after hour after hours Wanye had a couple drinks Wanye is really sassy. You'll like him. Just just like an eight o'clock eight o'clock on a Monday night is a lot different of a Chalmers than one o'clock on a Monday afternoon. Mm. I'm completely I'm 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 I do my best to try to like look back at like the things that we want to talk to but like talk about but it's hard to do like a bunch of all this research. Like I think think I'd be more prepared. You like, know what I'm hearing right now, Chalmers? Remember the time when two of the members of U2 recorded the theme song to Mission Impossible? Yep. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing a lot of people <laughs> in U2 right now with a lot of motherfucking silence. And I hear Larry Mullen <laughs> and Adam, the other one, that want to go and record the Mission Impossible theme. What I'm seeing is a lot of guys who just want to have nine to fivers. Exactly. I see a lot of Johnny nine to fives on this thing. <laughs> hmm? Johnny lunch buckets. <laughs> My beef. Hey guys, let's start a band. Like, okay, but never on Saturdays. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> my beef would be, or my beef with the idea is that you know we say we're going to start at what nine o'clock, eight o'clock. No, it doesn't have to be Tyler's, ten o'clock. Tyler's be two hours asleep already. Yeah, yeah. there's that. Also, <laughs> we're going into the studio again, which I'm already. Well, I'm excited for it because I can see everyone again. We'll say that. Um, but I, then I got to drive down to the studio again after probably being there early in the day. I'm not True. exactly close. It's a pain in the ass for me. We're going to wrap up recording, let's say, at 930 at night. And then I need to edit it, get it ready, get it ready to post. Now, all of a sudden, it's like 1030 before I'm even done that. And then there's the Bono and the Edge didn't appear in the Mission Impossible theme. You know, they were maybe, maybe so you're going to move the podcast to 10 o'clock and kick maybe I'll do another it? podcast with Chalmers called Chalmers and Wanye together hmm. forever. Maybe you do it at five after work. Uh, I see. It, so you want to have mid drunk Chalmers occur at 5 p.m. Like a magical yeah, that, apparition. That ain't happening. No. The Chalmers, I know it needs to be about a Mickey and a half deep, and that takes time. <laughs> that just doesn't happen because you wish it. Anyways, I am excited to get back in the in the in the studio just to see it and see you guys and like have better chemistry over around a table. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. 
My favorite part about when we would record in person is when everyone would just have side conversations with their mics on. That's what drove me nuts. I was trying to think about that earlier. I was like, what (laughs) drove me nuts about like when we were in the studio and a, we would sit around and shoot the shit for 25 minutes before recording. And it was better than the episode infinitely. Always, But like (laughs) the best conversations happened before we recorded that pissed me off all the time. And also when we'd be like sitting there talking and like two people would be talking on one side, two people on the other, we talked over each other a lot, which we also do on this, but I guess that's just, I think that this, this show is like a, it's like a dog pile in a schoolyard where everyone's fighting for airtime. I think if we get back in person, it'll be much easier to pick up on normal social cues and not. But it wasn't. We just yelled all the time. It's like three guys in a lunchroom trying to jump Jeremy Yoblonsky. Oh, good luck. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck. Good luck indeed. All right. I uh, forgot to give the promo code with Twig and Berries. It's Nation 15, by the way. It gets you 15% off. It's all part of the real life package you get where we help you save money on products you need. Like some of the stuff you can get at manscaped.com. That promo code is real life. It gets you 20% off free shipping, whether you just need some creams and rubs to really tidy up down there, or you need a new razor like the lawnmower 4.0, wireless charging, safety switch, all that good stuff. New new additions to lawnmower 4.0. I love the 3.0, so I can already imagine how uh, how you would all find the lawnmower 4.0 promo code real life manscaped.com. All right. So we are, we did not agree on a new recording time, even though I was that, I didn't know that was an issue. Um, I understand where you're coming from though. Chalmers that time we did the Christmas episode and we were drunk and we recorded for like an hour and a half or whatever. That was fun. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. It might get old, you know, doing that twice a week. That might become a, a, yeah, a little bit much, but Hey, that's the fun. The best thing about it is we do have, the freedom like with this we have the freedom i can do it in my truck right yeah it's been really easy i was i was very like skeptical about going to two times a week because i just knew coming down to the studio but when we started doing it from my truck like i can do this pretty much anywhere right and that is a huge benefit yeah we so, never did two times a week in studio hey this was a pandemic driven thing so yeah, that's something yeah. to probably think about as well i don't know if maybe the people, maybe I don't it's know like if the people would want us to go yeah. Special events. Maybe it's only like a Nation Network special event occurring at night. Chalmers, half in the bag. Yeah. So if Something. so, what you're suggesting, having to come down to the studio, makes it an issue. If it's done like this, then you could do a once a week episode that's later in the like that's in the evening. Yeah, because this is easy enough to just roll into this room, record it. Don't have to drive for like an hour well, total, hour ten total. Round well, and now trip. that me and Jr. live close together, we can share an Uber. Yeah, but <laughs> Chalmers is trying to basically merge Chalmers a night is, out. No, no, no. Chalmers, yeah, Chalmers is He's merging a night for, out with yeah. 2,300 listeners of his night out per That's average listenership. He's like, I want to be drunk, but I want like three never, sections of Rogers listening to me on average. I've never met a guy that shows up at the pint and watches me go on a little rant around a table that didn't like it. I this I think it's better content, quite honestly. What that if- Chalmers <laughs> is my favorite Chalmers. What he's if not so did, drunk, he's belligerent, but he's drunk enough, he hates you. What if we did one episode a week normally where it's just, you know, us in the studio middle of the day like we always do. But then we added like instead of two episodes a week, we do one like special edition episode, which is like the last Sunday of every month where we like record then. And we all know that like the last Sunday of every month, we black off that night. We find a way yeah, to get to we there. Watch, we have a couple of drinks like that. That like I could get on board month. with like, Yeah. We watch the Monday Nighter, and then we record immediately after. I can mess with that. Or the Sunday Nighter, Sunday Nighter. Mm-hmm. Sorry, like yeah, Palmer's secret agenda of trying to turn this into a football. Watch podcast. football with yeah, <laughs> and then that that is a problem. Like then the podcast would just turn into us being like, "Wow, that third quarter, here's where the game changed." And hey, where'd Wanye go? There's just a Wanye-sized hole in the wall that he ran through cartoonishly because we're talking about football. I think you know better than to think that we would just stick to one subject, which was the football game we just watched. Especially after if we're this hard to manage stone sober, imagine with a few wobblies in us, please. <laughs> no, I'd be way more carefree. You guys remember me in Vegas. I didn't have a care might, in the world. We might also have to have a lawyer or a PR representative sitting in on the podcast. I was worried that about night. that too. I was like, the editing of that, like in a normal episode, I feel like people maybe don't realize how much I chop out on like an episode to episode basis. But four or uh, five it, hours of content usually. Yeah, these usually take us six hours to record. Um, but like, yeah, if we were a little drunk, because I remember that Christmas episode, I had to clean out, clean up a bit of it. Um, not appropriate. You. 
Well, I'm not here to censor anyone. I'm just here to make sure we don't get sued. Like that time someone on this podcast said James Neal has illegitimate children. Like you can't have that stuff floating around in the public from us. Allegedly has children. (laughs) You brought it up again. What are you going to do? Record this and chop it all up too? (laughs) Probably. Probably. I forgot about that. He's He's our last lifeline. You know what I forgot about the other day, Jay? Completely. Do you remember when I got a hole in one at the pitching pot? Oh, yeah. I forgot about it entirely because my little nephew was going to go to the pitching pot. And my sister, his aunt, or his mom, rather, was like, oh, Uncle Wanye has a hole in one. And I'm like, no, I don't. And she's like, yeah, you got one at Kinsman. Remember? And Jay didn't believe it was real. And neither did Josh. Like, oh, my God, I do have a hole in one at a pitching pot. I've actually so, been meaning to start going back to like par threes because yeah, I, I need to work on my short game and like just golfing 18. Like my drives are fine. I'm very consistent off the tee, but it, the problem is on par threes. And then my short game is just atrocious. I feel like I'd really benefit from some round. Don't get a hole in one at one with Jay. He won't let you count it. You'll forget about it. Your own highlight of your own life. <laughs> I went golfing with my wife yesterday and I think we all know my woes with a hole in one. And she hit a five wood on a two on a hundred and thirty yard par three yesterday and rolled it right past the cup. Oh, I saw my marriage flash before my eyes, boys. I'm gonna lie. <laughs> I uh, I missed one. I was at I was out at Sandpiper on Saturday and I missed one by like it was going probably too fast. It would have just hit the flagstick and came back out or hit the foam and came back out, but I missed it by maybe a foot. Like I was close. I was excited. Like as soon as I hit it, I was like, oh fuck, that's online. And then it didn't go in. Anyways. Chalmers, would you get a divorce if your wife got a hole in one before you? I don't know. I don't know. I know you think about it. I can hear it. Wow. Well, he's telling us the truth. On the one hand, lovely family, two kids. On the other hand, she got a hole in one before him. It's a hard decision. If the longer that she goes and I that her and I go golfing. And she continues to practice and get better, the less likely it is. But right now she's still in that, like, I've played 20 rounds in my whole life. And that would be a tough pill to swallow for the rest of my life. <laughs> 20 rounds. Especially if she gloats. Oh, I would. I would like, tell her to. And I'll do it on her of behalf. Of course she would. Of course she would. I never would. This is clearly a joke. But I used to play 20 rounds. Yeah, we used to play 20 rounds of golf in two weeks back in the day. And, like, you put that into a 25 to 30 years of golfing and then have your wife just take up the game and get one after 20 rounds would be nightmarish. Would yep. be a, an easy way to put it. Well, if you ever want to go down to Kinsen with a big swing and you know what, and have him coach you, what up? Okay, listen don't, to me. You don't go at night. Now, talking about golf and stuff, we are in early June. Mm-hmm meaning that in a typical Edmontonian summer, we've got about two and a half, three months left of good weather to do stuff outside. And I have heard diddly fucking squat about our disc golf. When are we doing it? (laughs) When are we going? You know what? I'm so happy you brought that up. United actually reached out to me the other day, um, checking in on that. And now that we've got some, we've got a path in terms of, restrictions being removed yeah. and vaccinations shooting up. There is now a real potential for this to happen. So I would probably want to err on the side of caution. And it'd be something we'd probably do a little bit later in the summer until we really see like really strong vaccination rates and really low uh, case counts and whatnot. Cause we, you know, we have to be pretty aware here about what, uh, you know, doing an event is. Um, so, but like, but like, just just us five going and playing. Like that's all I mean. Like right now, Jr., you and I, and the other guys could go golfing. The restrictions are such that we could play with each other, social distance the whole time, and play a round of golf at any golf course in Edmonton. So, yep. are you telling me that that is not something that we can do at a public disc golf course such as Rendell Park? What you're suggesting, we can totally do. I thought you were talking about a tournament. I love a tournament, but shit, let's just go. Let's just go fucking bang some chains here. Just five, five of us, us and get uh, Josh Park out there to film it. He's a big frolfer. Okay, so let's 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 do this. Next weekend is uh, let's do this. Let's do the fuck. Let's do next Sunday. 
Maybe the Sunday, the Sunday or the Saturday after the Father's Day weekend, which would be the third week, the last weekend in June. I might Anybody be gone. got any fucking issues with that? You're what? I might be gone. So I don't know. I'm iffy on that weekend. It might let's have to do be it Thursday then. It doesn't even have to be a weekend. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's try to let's try to do it here. I'm with you, Chalmers. It'll be fun. Let's just go do it. The five of us. I think it would be fucking awesome, you guys. Yep. I've never played before. I've never actually thrown a fizz- frisbee That's in my life, so part. this would be interesting. Me I'm neither. Bring an Arabi. I'm gonna right. cheat. Bring an Arabi. They go too far. I don't even know what that means. You don't want to bring your blood. Are those the ones? Are those like the super thin things that go forever? You can throw them forever. So a fun fact about Aerobees is that there's a company that makes Aerobees and they make one other product. So they make this flying device, this flying disc, and their second product that they make is called the Aeropress, which is like essentially a French press for coffee. Okay. Using Aerobee technology. What? That's They're a fun geniuses. fact. Both products are unbelievable quality. Yes. It's like the best press going, and that's the best flying disc going. I uh sometimes I think about like, you know, this podcast goes up on OilersNation.com. The the podcast is on the main part of the website. And I always think in an episode like this, if someone clicks it and is like, oh, real, this looks like fun. I'm going to give a listen to these Oilers Nation guys. And then they're sitting here listening. Like if this was your first time listening, reach out to me, please. I'd love to. Tyler at OilersNation.com. You're at the 50 minute mark and you have not heard like one lick of hockey. Talk well, yet. there is that. Well, let's like, talk what's about your hockey. Thought process? Well, but like, would I'll they say, just be I'll, sitting I'll there say, being like, I don't know. I'll whatever. say one thing nice about the Oilers. I consider it the best uniform in sports. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Yeah. It's true. The white one. The white one. Okay. Um, I think it's I mean, one of the better all, logos what, what in else, sports. Yeah. What else is there to say about the Oilers right now? We are the Oilers Nation guys on the podcast. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. Two of we you should. It. Yeah. Well, I, I heard you guys had a pretty heated episode on Friday of Owen Radio. We yelled at each other so much. What were the What were the hot button topics? Should they get Seth Jones? Should they not get Seth Jones? Is Dougie Hamilton going to sign here? Should he sign should here? The, will they- should the Oilers upgrade their defense or is it fine? Should they add an analytics department or should they not? You name it, we yelled at each other about it. But also, like, we, so there's four of us on the pod. It's Dan, myself, Bagged Milk, and Rick. And the combinations of, like, it was me and Rick fighting Dan and Bagged Milk, and then it was Bagged Milk and me fighting Rick, and then it was Dan fighting just me, like – Everyone fought everyone at one point, and it was an insane episode. I loved it. Good stuff. Oh, those are the best. And we went for like 90 minutes. So should we get Seth Jones? No. No. What would it take? I think I think you I think you'd be I think you'd be fooling yourself not to make a pitch for him. Make a pitch, but we have the one thing that no other team has, and that's his bro. But one, his bro might not be here next season, so there's that. Well, but he would he would be as part of the Seth Jones pitch. I also I, thought they should try to sign Dougie Hamilton. They didn't like that idea. I would sign Hamilton before I went for Seth Jones. Easily. Every day of the week. Who's, Wouldn't think twice. Who's who's older? Hamilton. I'd go Seth Jones. Can't be by that much though. But he's but he's not as good. And he's going to cost you money to acquire and then money to re-sign. Hamilton just cost you money, and he's better. Hey, Wanye, Wanye, after, after listening to what they were just talking about, is it a good or a bad thing that we don't talk about the Oilers in June? Because that was boring. This cool. is – no. All right, no, we'll speculation, speculation <laughs> is what is, is, is what drove growth for Oilers Nation every summer. It's a very important I like that, topic. But I – but hey, if you haven't noticed yet, my stick is to rip on it. Rip on people who throw out trades and who are we going to get? It's June. It's almost June. like people are fans of the hockey team, John. Almost, almost. It's almost well, like got... people need to get a, take a break. They no, no, no. This is, but this is, this I is the chance you... to rebuild. We're, 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 we realize we're... that the website that uh, this gets posted on is employs Chris us Chalmers, all. Chris Chalmers <laughs> says, stop reading Oilers Nation for a while. <laughs> That's definitely not what I said. What I said was, if you get <laughs> some may say that is how that comes across. No, it does not. What it means is if it's so important to you that you want to sit around with four people at your house at a barbecue and talk about what needs to happen to the others, do it. Sounds good. You're just going to get kicked out of my goddamn barbecue. That's all I'm saying. 
Wow. <laughs> I've never been invited to a barbecue, so I, I'm not well, missing anything. I don't I even know, know what I'm talking about next barbecue. Jeez. <laughs> wow. That's the dynamic of this podcast. Your Ramtrek doesn't want to be here. Chalmers doesn't want to talk about half of it. I've, I, uh, I Dougie Hamilton about, over Seth Jones, eh? He's better and he'll cost you less. He won't cost you assets. It just makes well, sense. What would he cost say. you? Yeah. What do you have to sign him for? Probably eight mil a season. Oh, like two, like oh. eight, like stuff. Yeah, like, like eight. Yeah, like eight, probably. Something like that. Probably a couple years, too. Yeah, probably not just one. So, yeah, there's that. Eight you know. million? That's a lot, man. I'm not, and I know one Seth guy's, Jones would be that much. One guy's amazing with the puck and the other guy's, you know, okay with it. So, there's that, too, right? Got to work hey, on the breakout. Hey, Charles, what do you think of Julio Jones? Oh, now you're speaking my language. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, oh, now you want to speculate about a sport that won't start for two fucking okay. months. So, here's what I think about Julio Jones. I think that they... Boring! And his, <laughs> and his red zone, right? It's the red zone thing. If we, get, if we get the same Julio Jones we got three years ago, they got the best two receivers yeah. on the same team in the mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Their quarterback is the worst in that division, but... They have potential. Best running back in the game. I think it's great. I wish he would have gone to the Packers so that, so Rodgers could have stayed there because I am going to see the Packers and the Cardinals this winter, boys. A lot of you questions. Wanna, yeah. Okay. What team are you talking about? You guys want to talk about ticks? <laughs> well done. Wait, go back to that uh, Mr. Jones fellow, whatever it was, Dr. Jones. Who is that? Yes. He used to play for the Atlanta Falcons at one point in the in, in – the, in his career, he was the best wide receiver. Oh, and now football. he went to your beloved Cardinals. No, he did not. He actually he oh. went to the Tennessee Titans, and ah. uh, he's on, he's on the downswing. You know, it's like they couldn't win one with him when he was in his prime. So now he's kind of like on the downside of his career, and he is demanding to go somewhere where he can win. And so this is that move for him. You know, so is he under contract? Is he under contract right now? Yeah, it's amazing in football how little it costs to move big names because it's all cap space, right? Like Atlanta didn't want to pay him a cent if they, he was going to be playing elsewhere and no team can afford him pretty much or wants to, to bury themselves in that cap space. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That was kind of, yeah. that was kind Anyways, of boring. Great too. shot. Did great you shot. see that one guy who took that home run ball off his coconut? <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, that was good. Jose Canseco? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Some old boy was in the crowd and took it right off the bean. Oh, he's really? He's okay. I saw okay. Marc-Andre Fleury threw a puck and it hit some old guy in the bean. Sorry, oh, that's no. what it was. It wasn't a home run. I started watching home runs off the head on YouTube after. It was originally a puck. You're right. Did you guys see the, the kid from some high school team or something or college team? I don't even know what kind of team was it, but he celebrated a home run by getting to home plate. And somebody from the crowd threw him a Bud Light. He no. cracked it. He he he, he <laughs> punctured it on his spike, oh. and then cracked it and chugged it, basically right in the batter's box. Was it a, was it a walk off home run, or was it still like I the game was know. still going? I don't know, wow. man. I don't know. He stole three about bases. It, oh, that's amazing. I don't know, but it was he, awesome. He hit a single, stole three bases in a row, and fun fact: the bat was actually his massive dick. Speaking of bats, I heard those. Did you see the beer bats from the Riverhawks? Oh, yeah. I want one. I need one. What is it? Just a, it's like one of those giant mug or whatever you call them in Vegas. Just a giant drinks. It's a hollowed out baseball bat that's filled with beer. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like my, I really miss, I really miss last summer not being able to go to the ballpark and just sit in the nation box and get some sun and drink beers in the sun. Yeah. Do you miss it this summer too? There's my question. I saw that, but where is that team playing out of? Next year. Uh, yeah, next year they're playing out of the River Valley Field. Okay. Uh, so we don't have yeah. so there's no baseball, there's no prospects, there's no baseball being played out of that stadium this year, no. Down the River Valley this year? No. That's a bummer. Next year. But the they River might Hawks be it sounds like they might be opening the bar uh down there. So you might be able to get yourself a a, a beer bat. And just go hang out like sit at the field. Yeah, just run the bases. Riverhawks, if you're listening, my my beer league slow pitch team will play our home games there, and people will watch. They won't, um, but you can rent it out absolutely, Charles. I actually be believe that if it was if it was the right sequence of events, I would watch two 
senior slow pitch teams play in that stadium. <laughs> and, but I want like, someone who I, I can would do bet that too. on. I like I yeah, need I'd to bet, bet on it, on it to get my interest. Yeah, so like Charles, if we were to go, yeah, I'd do that. And we'd each bet yeah. twenty bucks on a team and just Here, be into it. Exactly. Here's the funny thing about like when you get basketball, baseball, hockey, or football played at like a much lower level. Like let's mm-hmm. say these were all senior rec leagues. Baseball is the only one where even if it's bad, it's still pretty good. Because like ba- basketball, if a guy can't shoot and they can't pass, the ball's just going out of bounds, it's no fun. If it's in hockey, it just looks like a bunch of people slapping at a puck. It's not that much fun. Football, again, slow. But baseball, as long as you got some guys who can get the ball over the plate and some guys who can hit, fielding errors are hilarious, number one. Yep. <laughs> watching, watching people try to, like, dive at balls and take it pretty serious. It, it, it's by far the best sport to watch with lesser talented players. Because then, then you can put some bets down. Like, if, say, somebody's sky's a pop, you'd be like, five bucks as he doesn't catch it that kind of thing i'm yeah. all over that yeah 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 we It'd were be an at... interesting experiment chalmers to do a, it doesn't matter baseball game where it's literally a two base like senior teams playing yeah. but beers two dollars it's like who's playing it doesn't matter who's gonna win it doesn't matter it's exactly. at the stadium and beers are two bucks exactly and that's the thing is like you you if you've ever played like where you just all your your friends and their wives they all go to like the Climont Diamond or like the ones in Collingwood, if you were to get all your friends and their wives together and play hockey, basketball, or football, it would not be fun. It would not be competitive. But you play baseball, yeah, slow. Those pitch. things can get uh, yeah, they can yeah. get like very interesting and very yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Oh yeah, that. I've had I've had rec league slow pitch games get heated. Like it'll it'll. Oh happen. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we've had some we've had some uh, some real rivalries. Um, there's a rule in the league where if someone's batting you as a fielder, you have to start behind the baseline, right? Like you can't run in early. So the reason in a co-ed league is so that like if someone is up to bat who isn't a great hitter, you can't just like have all your infielders stand by the pitcher and like knock it down, right? Um, and one yeah. time I called a guy out for doing that. I'm like, you can't fucking do that. And it was his dad wearing zip off cargo j- shorts. And, oh, he, yeah. and he lost it on me and started calling me like Ronnie rule book and shit. And then I went, <laughs> I went and I popped a home run and like, oh. you know, sometimes you don't run the bases in slow bitch. Oh, he was playing third base and you better fucking believe I rounded those bases on that guy. It was great. It was great. I, I, I love that. That's the best. Like slow pitch is so much fun for that. I thought that rule was more inclined so that, you couldn't stand on the base path and like have a collision or like with, with somebody running the base. I'm sure that's part of it too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but in this instance, it was definitely not because of that. Uh, all right. (laughs) We're going to wrap this episode up. We went to a lot of places that were not Oilers related, but that's okay for all the longtime listeners. I know that's what you like. You like the nonsense and we delivered on the nonsense department today. Oh my God. What you're describing is the show. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's good. I was like, hey, good nonsense today, everyone. Keep it up. I see. Yeah. All right. Uh, sponsored by the HGA Group. This has been episode 288 of the Real Life Podcast for Chalmers, Wanya J, and Bag Milk. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.